Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Namaste, my radiant mamas. I have a super fun episode for you guys today. So if you come to this podcast time and time again, you already know that we're all about spirituality and nothing is off limits. So if you're into this realm, you've probably already heard of mediums, those who can channel and sense the energy of those souls that have passed and can send messages to us. There's others who have the gift to speak to spirit guides and understand the messages that our higher guides have for us or there's probably some of you who have also heard of psychics though I'll be very honest I'm very wary of anyone who says that they can predict the future and all of those storefronts that have like the flashing sign like psychic $10 readings oh my gosh there's something funky about that energy and I can't put my finger on it but that's a whole episode on its own but have you ever heard of animal communicators Yes, that's right. People who can communicate with animals. So if you're a pet lover and ever wondered if your pet could speak, what would they say to you? Well, let me tell you, my friends, there are individuals out there who have a gift for that. And one of them is my very dear friend and mindful mama, Allie Katz. She's a meditation teacher and author of the Hot Mess to Mindful Mom book series. You may have heard of her. She's kind of like the OG of Mindful Moms and I've had the honor of knowing her for so long and she's been a trained animal communicator and she does live sessions with families and she's really going to help us decode the secret language of pets. How fun is that? So Allie is incredibly passionate about communicating with animals. She really considers it a huge honor to help animals have a voice and to help deepen the bonds between animals and their families. And let me tell you, so I've had birds my entire life and I've always felt like every single bird, uh, TJ, Millie, and then Skye, all were guided to me. They were my spirit guides and they helped me through a really difficult time in my life. And I, even when I had a past life regression done, Millie had shown up in a past life and she was a guide in there, that life. So I really do believe that animals have souls and they are guided to us and they're messengers in our life. So to be able to understand what their purpose is in our life, what connection and how we can better serve them and connect with them in this life, I think would be just so interesting to know. And so Allie's going to tell us all about what animal communication is, how it can help pet owners better understand animals, and I'm super excited. She's going to do a live reading of our very own Sky. We're going to get inside the mind of little Sky and see what he's thinking. So if you're excited about learning more about this, if you're a pet lover or you're just curious about these gifts that people have to connect to the spiritual realm and to connect and get messages from other souls, you got to tune into this. It's going to be so good. So let's dive in. 
Hi, Allie. I am so excited that you're here on the podcast. Honestly, we haven't talked in so long, so I'm really excited for having this like one-on-one time to have girl time too, even though we're recording it on a podcast. <laughs> I know, me too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And we've actually, this is one of those like friendships that you hear about that happens online. We've never met in person, but we just have so much in common and really honor and respect each other. And Mm -hmm. we're friends, even though it's just online, which is beautiful that technology, you know, we know it's a blessing and a curse, but there's lots of really good things about it. I consider our friendship something to come out of it. I agree. It's been, I want to say almost six years and it's been beautiful to see. We've supported each other and we're, I feel like you're kind of like the OG of the mindful mom. Like when we talk, think about mindfulness for moms, you're one of the, the earliest adopters and pioneers of this movement. Um, you are, you know, the author of a book series, The Hot Mess to Mindful Mom. Many of you moms probably know this because we talk about mindful parenting a lot and this is um, kind of your realm. But I really wanted to talk to you about your beautiful gift of animal communication. I, you know, everyone who listens to this podcast is all about spirituality. So nothing is too woo woo. Nothing is off limits. I'm just putting that out there because we could totally go in that, that deep level and you're, you're in a safe place to do that, of course. Um, But I want to start right off the bat of anyone who might not be aware of animal communication. What is it and how does it work? So most people have heard of mediums that connect with spirit. Okay. So maybe loved ones in spirit or spirit guides or, um, all of those types of things. I do the same exact thing with animals. Mm -hmm. It works the same exact way because I'm a soul connecting to a soul, but instead of a soul of a person, I'm connecting to a soul of an animal. Mm -hmm. So it works exactly the same way. It's that metaphysical connection soul to soul and i focus on doing it with animals which is so joyful and so beautiful and i actually work with animals that are alive or in spirit just like soul to soul connection can happen with people after they pass it can happen with animals after they pass too so i work with all types of animals um i mean i've done like hundreds of dogs tons of cats. I've done horses, guinea pigs. You were my first bird. I talked Woo! to Scott. I'm going to give you all the results. And um, just it, every animal has a soul that we can communicate with. So um, it's just, I love it so much. And when I started doing it, I just realized everything in my path had been leading me towards this. So yeah, oh that's so exciting. And I mean yeah. you're a dog mommy and, and two dogs. You have they're sitting here dogs. with me. They're always with me. So they're sitting here with me while I record. They yes, do every session with me, every class. And well, I mean, you're you're also a meditation teacher. So like I yes. always like, you know, even before you started this journey, your your dogs will always be sitting next to you when you're meditating. They're such a big part of your life. So to me as an outsider, this feels so fitting for you to be able to have this gift and this connection with animals because you have such a beautiful relationship with your own uh, two dogs. So Thank I love you. that. They're um, my best friends. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I spend more time with them than anybody else. <laughs> I know, right? Like they're, they give you unconditional love without talking back. I mean, <laughs> Well, sometimes I do ask them to talk to me. I should but I, should I don't have no, I don't it's not like people think 
that I have some like running commentary with my dogs all day. It's not like that. When I want to communicate with them, I have to tap into them just like I would a client because when I communicate with animals, I have to get to like a really quiet space, um, uh, you know, very meditative. I have to be so focused and so present to see and hear and feel everything that the animals are giving me. And it's interesting. That's why a lot of people ask me, how come I don't do it in person with an animal? Mm-hmm. The way I do it as a communicator, and there's so many different ways and they're all right. Just like there's a million ways to teach meditation and they're all right and they're all good. There's so many ways that people communicate. And however someone has their own personal way that it feels right to them is, is right. So my way is I work with a picture and a list of questions that the parents, the pet parents give me. And they give me a picture where I can see the animal's eyes because, you know, the eyes are the window to the soul. So it just sort of helps me connect. They give me their name, their age, their breed. And then they, I give a whole list of sample questions for them to choose from or they can write their own. Nothing is off limits. We can talk about anything from behavior, health issues, if it's end of life reading, saying goodbye, if it's in spirit, people want to talk about, you know, releasing their guilt and was it the right time and all of that. We can talk about their favorite food and their favorite toys and their favorite place to take a walk and what they like to do with you. And I mean, it can be anything. So the pet parents give me a list of questions and then I go usually in my closet where I'm recording this podcast. It's like my (laughs) little quiet hole. And I just, have my way of connecting. I connect, I ask all the questions, and then I get on the phone with the pet parents afterwards and um, give them all the results. And my kids want to know, why can't you do it in person? It's so much cooler if you're with the animal. They think that I could be way cooler of an animal communicator, but it's very distracting for me. Mm -hmm. First of all, I have the pet parents energy. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge empath. I'm sure you talk about that on the show. So I don't want to pick up any energy from the humans around. I want to solely focus on the animal. And it can be really distracting. So it keeps me from getting to that really quiet place that I need to be in to do as good of a job as I can do. So that's sort of my system. I, but that makes a lot of sense to me because even the animal, right? Like if the animals, animals feel our energy too. So if you're in the presence of an animal you are feeling their energy and it's not, I can see why to be able to get into that space and that uh, it has to be separate. And that's what we did for Sky. We, I gave you pictures, sent you pictures and you did um, Sky's reading and I can see. So for me, I've always been a pet, a bird. I've always had this resonance with birds and I had one, my earliest bird was when I was five. And then I had one when I was in law school and then I have Sky right now. And as I've progressed through my spiritual journey, as you have too, and we've opened up to this, I've seen how uh, each one was a guide. And really, I feel like there were angels brought into my life at those specific times to help me through individual trials and challenges I was experiencing in the physical realm. They really have been a, a, they were, I feel like they're my angels, like my winged angels that are here in physical form. And so one, you sent me the list of the questions. I, one of the questions was if you want to ask about past lives. And I've always found that fascinating because in one of my past life regression, my, my, um, my other bird, Millie, who passed, who I had right before Sky, uh, came through in my past life regression and her soul was in my life. And she was, 
um, in my current life and I was able to understand the purpose. So that I felt is beautiful because we know that our, our pets have feelings and they have emotions, but they also have purposes like you had on the list and past lives and, you know, the likes and dislikes. And so I think it's such a beautiful, like it, it expands our awareness, I feel mm-hmm. like, into the world of these indi- these animals who are brought into our lives for a specific purpose. There's this kismic connection that we have. Absolutely. Um, so how have you found in your readings, um, what are some of the ways um, that owners have really felt that this has been beneficial for them? Well, so many different ways. I mean, people come to me for all different reasons. So some people just love their pets and just want to know what they're thinking and what their favorite things are. And they want to just feel more connected. And do they like when I do this and do that? What are their dislikes and what are they scared of? And they just want to know any, what their pets are thinking. All that when we think, I wish I knew what he would say to me, that's what they want. Yeah. Um, so some are just like a little more lighthearted and just fun information for the pet owners to have. Some people want to know, um, how their pets are feeling physically. They're worried about them. Now I'm not a vet and I won't ever diagnose an animal with anything, but I'll gather information that can be helpful things to look out for. Um, I give as much information as I can without um, being so definitive of like, this is what it is because I'm not a trained vet. So I just gather information from the animal um, and pass it along. Sometimes there's behavior issues and we can Mm -hmm. modify some behaviors. I can work with the animal to explain what their owner, you know, is frustrated with and are they willing to change it? How can we do it? What would work if, if walks are hard, what the animal will work with me to devise a plan and maybe a code word or what kind of rewards they want. Some animals are food treat motivated. Some, I had an animal that said, I don't want treats on my walk when I do good. I want praise. I care more about my owner telling me that I'm a good boy than giving me a treat. So they can help devise a plan to change some behaviors, um, which, and I teach people how to do it, how to, how they can communicate with their animal to help change a behavior. So I kind of start the process and then I teach the owner how to work on it and finish it. Um, So there's that. Definitely a lot of, you know, connecting with people of animals in spirit. People want to, you know, communicate with their animal that passed maybe long ago that they really miss, or sometimes an animal passed, you know, a couple weeks ago and they just want confirmation that they're okay. They're worried about them. They want to know where they are. They want to know what's happening with them. They want to know what, what sign they're going to give them, that they're still with them. So those readings are very emotional, usually for the owner, for me, for everybody. I'm crying through them too. Yeah. Um, so there's just every reason you can imagine why people want to have a reading. I and do. it's do. just unbelievable. Some of the things that come up are just such beautiful connections and things that really surprise the pet parents sometimes. That's really, really cool. So um, I am so excited. I like, I'm like a kid. I want to know what Sky is making. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Let's good. talk about Sky. Okay. I have to look at my notes. So before I get into your questions, um, some first impressions. Okay. Uh, your kids, they're allowed to touch him with like two fingers on his back. Like, have you taught them to kind of like be gentle in the way they touch him like this? 
So um, my older son, Ayan, will use his nose to go around his um, like head to scratch his head. But there's there's still like Sky gets still like nervous when they try to touch. Okay, are they working on that? With like, are you telling them to like do it gently with two fingers? Like my older one, yes. Okay, okay, Um, okay. Oh, do you mostly take him out of his cage in the morning? Is morning time like a big time that he comes out? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, if you're cutting up something for the kids, like sweet fruit, like kiwi or mango or something, will you give some to Sky? Do you give it? Does he ever eat like fruit? Yes. Strawberries? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, does he have like different levels in his cage? Is there something that's higher and lower? Okay. He was showing me that. Um, okay. Oh, is your younger son more rambunctious is he like a little more wild yes. okay so you're always trying to be sure he doesn't scare sky yeah they can't be out in the same room, room okay. together <laughs> okay yeah he said he's like rambunctious oh and then um does he like walk up your arm to sit on your shoulder mm-hmm. okay and then oh do you usually put your hair in a ponytail when you're gonna play with him so yeah like, if he comes up so yeah. Soup on it either. Yeah. He said your hair is always in a ponytail. Okay. Is he about four? How long have you had him? He is going, he will be four in December. Okay. Because yeah. he told me, I said, how old are you? And he said he was about four years old. Yeah. Okay. It will be four in December. Okay. So that's the like stuff I just got before the questions. Okay. All right. Likes and dislikes. Um, okay. Has he ever had watermelon? Have you ever he, given it to him? He has, but he like, um, I've tried to give it to him this summer and he like flicks it away. Like he doesn't really. He doesn't like, eat it? Okay. Yeah. Does he ever like, is it ever eaten? Does he go back to it later or anything? Because he showed me watermelon. Maybe just that he's had it. I mean, he's had it, but he like, it, it's like, because it's wet. He like kind of like. like uh, okay. Okay. Do you sing to him? sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loves that. Oh, do you ever put him on the windowsill or does mm-hmm. he like go on the windowsill? Yeah. He likes that a lot. And does oh, he I get don't some... do that as much. I should do that. More. Yeah. Do it more. Cause he really likes it. Do you put something over his cage at night? Yes. Yeah. He likes that. Cause he feels like cozy. Okay. He didn't give me any dislikes. Oh, he like, like that, this and one yesterday are the only animals that didn't have anything to tell me that they didn't like. So oh my that's gosh. positive. Okay. Okay. What makes him happy? Okay. Coming out of the cage and, oh, walk, oh, do you ever walk around the house? Do you ever take him in the kitchen and say, let's go get a treat? Um, do I say that? I, do you well, ever I, take him in the I kitchen? Say, I do him? say, I say, let's go get mum mum. So that's like what okay. I say. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, mum mum would be like a hard word for me to get. Yeah. That's it. That's so it. He told me that you say, let's go get, uh, and I got treat. So yeah, mum must be thing. like your word for treat. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. Does he get some kind of like sticky seed ball thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cause he likes that a lot. It's and then ice cream for birds, by the way. Okay. Ice cream for birds. I don't know anything about birds, but sometimes that's good because I don't, I don't know anything that's right or wrong. I just write everything down. Okay. He showed me the sticky seed ball. And then, oh, um, in his cage, does he have like a round ring that he sits on that might swing a little bit? Like, 
He does have something like that. Yes. Okay. Cause he's showing me that. Okay. Who are you most comfortable with in the family? You and Ion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, your husband, is he not as comfortable with Sky? Like gets a little bit of like nervous energy around him? You know what happens? So since my husband has a beard, when he actually, Sky flies, like when my husband and I are out at nighttime, Sky will go to, to Chirag, but he always is picking at his beard and sometimes he does it too like rough. So yes, I think now my, my husband's like, he's wary of when Sky comes Yeah, in. like he has a little bit of nervous energy around him. Yeah. He's like, okay. Um, okay. We talked about this already. Ion has a softer energy than your younger son and Sky likes things calm. Mm. Like he likes things like really calm. Okay. Now I got that you did not have a past life together. I got a no. Let me just double check. Okay. No, I'm still getting a no, but I, but he did tell me about one of his past lives. Oh, I want to know. Okay. So, um, animals remember their past lives. And they're, that's why also they they don't fear death like we do. Like they just know it's the next stage of their journey. Every animal towards the end of life that I've ever talked to has been like, this is what happens. Let go of your guilt. Let go of your fear. Like, I'm okay. This is the next part of our journey. Animals understand the circle of life, like internally so much better than us. They don't have that fear. And most people don't remember their past lives, but mm-hmm. animals do. Okay. What is your purpose in our family? Okay. To bring light energy and song into the home. Oh, you'll like this. The, the noise he makes is like a type of energy clearing for your home. Okay. I can believe that. And that's why you feel really drawn to birds. Oh, wow. Okay. And it like uplifts your home, but his, yes. you know, sound is like in, can clear energy. Yeah. His, that's what he told me. His sound helps clear your home. And that's why you felt drawn to birds. Oh, great. So that's like makes a lot of sense for you. Okay. How can, how can you better under, wait, how, what did I write about better understanding? Okay. He doesn't want another bird in your house. He likes being the only bird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, if they mimic my song, how does it make them feel? Like if you hear him make a noise and you kind of, do you ever like try to like make it back? Yep. So he, does it make you feel happy or calm or maybe like, I don't know if sad is the right word, but he said like, He's communicating with you. You'll know based on how you feel when you make the same sound. Does that make sense? Yes, because he has different, different songs. Like there's an irritated chirp. There is a like completely like mellow, like go with the flow chirp. There's different chirps that he does. Yes. So they all mean different things. And the way you know what they mean is if you try to mimic it, how do you feel? That's how you know how he feels. Wow. That's okay. Wow. That's incredible. Um, oh, and then, uh, wait, he's very active. Like, a, what did I say? Oh, he made like a lot of noise wants to come out. Like he mm-hmm. does make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then what were you in a past life? He was a bear in a past life and he didn't appreciate certain things about his life as a bear. Like 
even though he had all this freedom. So he had to feel what life was like in captivity. And that's why he became a bird. Wow. (laughs) That's what I got from him. That is so spot. Okay. So first off, Allie, Anytime I'm doing a podcast or if he hears me talking, he is chirping up a storm. Like he's always like, my office is right next to our family room. He has not made a single peep this whole time. Like really? probably the first podcast that there is no sound. It's so weird. He's probably like, Maybe he know. knows we're talking about them. <laughs> I got to hear what they're saying about me. Um, but this is so fascinating because he, out of all three of our birds, his singing, like even my dad says it because they, you know, we've always had birds. He's like, sky singing is like something else. Like it is like this rhythmic tune that's always in the background. And like people who come into our house is like, oh, do you have like ambient music on? And we're like, oh my gosh. So I find that's like really like, I love that, that that's like his songs are clearing out our energy. I love, I love that. And I feel like if you ever are like, go to a party and you're around a lot of people, like go spend some time with him after, even if he's in his cage and you're like reading for a couple minutes in the room where he is, or just playing with the kids or something, but that his song is very clearing. Wow. That is... So I love that. It makes me want to get a bird. I know. That is fascinating. <laughs> I'm like, clear me all day. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, just, but it is, it's very, very, it's so beautiful. The, the music, especially parakeets, cause they're not like really loud and squawky. They're very like sing-songy. Yeah. Um, you know, but I wanted to always... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I want, well, no, please. Cause I'm just going to well, say. I was going to say, it's just interesting. Like I feel like you should think back, like when you first were five and you wanted a bird, like, were you sensitive to energy? Like, do you, Mm -hmm. did you feel a lot as a young child? And I just Mm -hmm. think it's so interesting that he said, that's why you've always been drawn to birds and like probably why you wanted a bird again in law school. Think of all the stress and Mm -hmm. all the energy with being in law school, something so challenging. You, you probably needed that. Mm-hmm. clearing on a daily basis, which is probably why internally you wanted another bird at that time. Like it mm-hmm. really kind of makes sense. It, it really, um, so I was like, I was a very energetically sensitive child. I had that bird from five to 14. And it's really interesting that you talk about death because my first bird uh, passed away. She, he w- she was sick and um, I was I was giving her medicine. She passed away in my hands. And I always carried this guilt. Like, did I, did I do something or something like that? And then my second bird, literally Millie, um, she, we went on vacation. She was healthy and she passed away when we were on vacation. And in my meditation, she's like, I knew it. I had to go when you weren't there because of how traumatic it was for me when I was a child. So it's like, even like their passing was healing. Like there's, and I've had so many messages and connections with Millie. Um, so I can understand your ability like to do this because I've had those moments where I've connected with Millie, but you know, I always had this interesting, it's always been a theory, but because you talk to cats and basically any animal. So whenever we would go to Europe, right, you'd always see stray cats like on the streets. And I always like, I had this really funny theory. I was like, you know what? I feel like cats like they know their lives and like they, they look at you and they are like, like their eyes are like piercing through their souls. And you know how Egyptians also say like cats have seven lives and um, you know, like they, like, but I always wondered, like, you know how you just said 
um, do all animals know their like their past lives or is it kind of like us like you have to tap into a place and then you get the awareness of that information or are they like aware of it or is their soul consciousness you know that, aware of it um i'm not a hundred percent sure how to answer that because i don't want to like say something that i'm not a hundred percent sure about all i know is when i ask them about them they have an answer mm. so they can pull it very easily whereas if i said to you can you tell me about your last past life? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like mm -hmm. now you maybe could because you're very sensitive and in meditation, maybe something has come to you, but most people mm -hmm. cannot, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So animals have, they're just more aware of their journey. So right. I feel like I can only answer what my experience has been that when I ask, they can tell me, whereas yeah. people cannot. Yeah. So I don't know if I said, can you tell me your last five, mm -hmm. you know, i usually just say like your last past life, but, um, that would be an interesting question. How many could they tell me? <laughs> yeah. No, I've always been fascinated. I'll have to ask. And I, and well, I'm just curious too. Cause so like Sky said that he was a bear and past life. And I'm just curious of this because, you know, in our journey too, like you hear, right? Like in your incarnations, you could have been an animal and then you, you know, who knows really the truth of that. It's kind of still kind of theory, I guess. Um, but like, you know, your souls could be, could have been something other than human. Yes, absolutely. So I was, and we've lived like so, so, so many lives. I mean, thousands or who even knows, you know? Right. And so we've been a lot of things, I think, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Past yeah. life regression is really interesting. I know it opens up a new world, but like when you, when you ask that question to animals, uh, is that typically like, have you ever had, a, um, an animal mention that they were something other than an animal in the past life? If that's ever come up before. I'm trying to think, oh my God, I've talked to so many animals. Sometimes I can't remember what one said yesterday because it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, I talked to like multiples a week. Um, have any been people? I'm sure. I'm sure if I look through, I will tell you, it's not the most common question. Now you're interested in your animals past lives because you're in touch with all of this stuff. Yeah. But like most people, unless they're on this path in some way, they don't ever ask me about their animals past lives. Yeah, that's true. It's probably not the, you're probably asking. No, but I have definitely life. had at least one that was a human that I can like remember off the bat. It was a cat, I think. And like they had, they were like a family relationship in some way. Yeah. I'm, I have I to think back, but yeah. I believe that because I, I think there's something so deep about cats. There's something there that, you know, when I look at them, I'm like, they, they know exactly who they are and who they were. And so yeah. I, could, I could totally, I could totally believe that. But, and not every animal, but a lot of animals, I just, when I do those first impressions and I just get the feeling for who they are, yeah. sometimes it's really obvious if they're a really old soul or sometimes you can just tell they're a much newer soul. Yeah. And you can really feel that too. That's really cool. I know that your, your method of generally like connecting is like what you said, like you get into a place of stillness and, you know, but have you ever had like a spot, like say like if you're walking your dogs or you're at the grocery store or you, you see a dog at a park, have you ever had like a spontaneous, like, um, just like, not that you're trying, but like, it just like, yeah. you know, because you're just kind of maybe in a flow that you connect, um, 
Or you That's something more? I've put out to the universe that I want to work on, yeah. um, that I want to be able to have more spontaneous connection. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't happen to me all the time. I mean, I feel my heart kind of like open towards an animal. And if I, you know, tried or spent like one more minute, I'm sure I could, but you know, it's like I'm at the dog park and it's like, I'm with my really good friend. And so we're chatting. And so I like forget, like, I want to have more of that. And especially in nature, you know, like walking by and you know, when a squirrel like looks at you when they Mm -hmm. stop and they look at you, like, I want to get better at connecting there. So that is a goal of mine. Kind of like I see as the next step in my journey with communication. That's really cool. And I, I, I'm just, I'm just assuming, but like, I would feel like it probably has deepened your meditation practice because you are connecting. Have you felt like a shift in your, I know you're, you're a big meditator in general, but have you seen a shift in your meditation practice? I'd love to say yes, but the answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Love it. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing I can like put my finger on. No. That's so cool. Um, but I, I mean, I spend so much time kind of getting quiet doing this during the week. So I can sort of like fall into it very easily. And so much of it is intention and trust and faith. People are like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I just trust so much that the information's going to come that it does. <laughs> I have so much faith and such <laughs> blind trust. Like I kind of get quiet. I say a prayer to my guides and my team to help information come in ways I can understand. I ask the guides and the team of the animal, and then I just close my eyes and like go for it. And the information comes. There's so much faith involved. That's really my method. Mm. I don't, you know, it's not like a bigger secret. It's just such a strong belief and knowing that I can do it and letting it happen and trusting everything that comes. Like I've learned through all my training and all my practices before I started seeing clients to never second guess anything. Always trust the animals. Even if it sounds so weird, it's not meant to sound normal to me. All that matters is the pet parents know what I'm talking about. And some weird stuff has come and you're like, wow, you know, and just unusual things and just cool stories. And, you know, it's just, I mean, it's so cool. It is so cool. Yeah. I, I think you, what, what you share about faith and trust, that's, that's actually advice for everything, right? Like anything that you want to connect to do, like it's that, that faith and that trust and trusting your guides are going to help you give you the path. So I think that's, that's beautiful. And I'm sure that we have a lot of mommies who are listening here who have pets are like, Oh, how can I get a reading with Allie? So I'd love for you to share. How can our sure. moms connect with you? Sure. So the best way is to go to my website, alliecats.com, A-L-I-K-A-T-Z.com. And there's a section on animal communication. You can read all the information and then it says, contact me. And you just write me and say that you're interested. And then I send you an email back with all of the information, how it works, everything I need from you, all the sample questions. And then when you send everything back to me, your picture, your questions, everything, send me your payment. And then I put you on my book for my next available appointment. And we go from there. It's really simple. I just do everything via email. 
Oh, I love it. And I mean, it's perfect, right? Like with COVID, like you, your method is virtual, but it just, yeah, I said, it's very COVID friendly. I don't have to see anyone in person. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Allie. Um, This was so lovely. And thank you so much for reading Sky. Of course. Beautiful. He's beautiful. Such a sweetie. Oh, thank you. So thank you for having me. And, um, you know, anyone that's listening that has questions, Mm -hmm. feel free on my website to just use the contact form. If you have questions about how it works that we didn't talk about, or, you know, you want to know something more before you book a reading, I'm happy to answer any questions. Amazing. Thank you so much, Allie, for being here. Oh, can I share one more thing? Of course. Anyone that wants to follow along on Instagram, I'm AllieCats underscore. I share lots of stories from my readings. Mm. So I do on Instagram TV and Instagram stories. People like write to me all the time. Please share more. Share what the animals say. So I've been trying to make more videos and more Instagram TVs um, sharing after readings. So is it okay if I put Sky on? Of course, of okay. course you can put Sky on. My and, first um, bird, I'm never going to forget him ever. I know, <laughs> I know. That's a, that's truly an honor, your first bird. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to put everything in the show notes. So like your okay. website and your Instagram, so everybody will be able to reach out to you. Okay, and, great. Um, yeah, this was lovely. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Of course. Bye, everyone. If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I'd love to gift you my seven-day stress detox course. All you got to do is screenshot your review before you submit it. Email it to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, fresh, frustrated and I come to them almost every single day and I promise these are the tools that you're going to want to have in your back pocket too and if you haven't purchased the meditation for kids book definitely do so now you can purchase it anywhere you buy books Amazon Barnes and Nobles Target IndieBound BAM and you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the meditation for kids masterclass course if you're a complete beginner in learning how to teach meditation to your kids this is the step-by-step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.